Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host of the Dork Forest. You probably know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. We're all over iTunes and whoever has downloaded it and repurposed it for whatever your needs. That's right. So feel free to review the show on iTunes. Uh, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Anyway, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickbert composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website. Okay, there are many ways to support the show. Let's talk about them. The easiest way is just to tell other people about the show and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Jackie Cation and tell people uh word of mouth, word of mouth. Another way to support the show financially doesn't cost you anything is the Amazon banner. On JackieCation.com, there's an Amazon banner under support the show. And on dorkforest.com, there's just an Amazon link that takes you to Amazon. And both take you to Amazon. You order like normal, and the show gets a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's just a way, if you order from Amazon, to help the show. More direct way of helping the show, you can uh, give money to the show via PayPal. There's a PayPal button under the Support the Show page on JackieCation.com, and there's a PayPal button on dorkforest.com. You can donate directly. If you want to give monthly, I haven't made that easy. I don't have a monthly setup. Uh, I know that it's easy. Uh, I just don't have any time to do it. So you have to remember every month that you like the show and then give me money. So uh, I'll use it wisely on audio cables and chocolate, whatever. Uh, another way to support the show, if you don't like PayPal, is people have been Venmoing me money. I'll take it. That seems lovely. Jackie at JackieCation.com. It's just under JackieCation. So whatever. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a four four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. You can order merch on jackiecation.com. There are shirts and CDs and a DVD of my stand up. There's the stand up CDs Circus People. It's never going to be bread. This will make an excellent horcrux and my brand new album, I am not the hero of this story. And they're all available as CDs on JackieCation.com. They're all available digitally on Amazon and iTunes. And you can just listen to them on Pandora and Spotify and whatever. So, but if you like hard copies, let me know if you want them signed or not. Um, there's also a DVD of the Horcrux album, which is video. That's what a DVD is. And you can download that at ComedyFilmNerds.com if you just like a download. Okay, there are shirts. There's my stand-up shirt, Spooky Reading Girl. There's also two Dork Forest t-shirts. There's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and there is a Dork Forest logo shirt. And all the shirts are made in the United States, union-made, so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. Other than that, my stand-up is available on the website, on JackieCation.com. You can watch my Conan sets. You can watch a bunch of different stand-up sets. You can, and then you can see what my schedule's like. Enough of this. Let's get into the show. It's a really good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in the improv, in the upstairs of the improv, because Kyle Shire has a life to lead, and Hi. I had to meet you. <laughs> uh, Kyle Shire, I didn't get any of the info I usually get, which is, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle's at Kyle Shire. Very Oddly simple. enough, <laughs> K-Y-L-E-S-H-I-R-E. Yes. Ah, the Shire. Yeah, like the Hobbit. Like the Hobbit. I'm five hobbits crammed into a man suit. <laughs> <laughs> you are a giant meat hobbit. You I are, am. You are the tallest hobbit ever. I have giant feet, and I want to live in a hobbit hole, but that's like at the beach. You would have to live in a man-sized hobbit hole. I would, yeah, but like I, I want like just the I, I like the idea of uh, 
the, the grass like over your house. It just seems very cool. Like it won't get very hot. It's really? Very nice. Doesn't it feel like you'd be buried alive? No. Well, good <laughs> for you. Good that for feels you nice. For never thinking that. It's comfy. <laughs> you have all your friends and just sit around and you smoke oh. pot and eat and dance. The hobbits have it made. I love the hobbits. Hobbits do have it made. <laughs> it is an exciting time to be a hobbit. It is. So, Kyle, is, it, is there a kyleshire.com? Uh, there is a kyleshire.squarespace.com because she's too poor to have a domain name to herself. <laughs> <laughs> So Kyle Shire, uh, is it also at Kyle Shire on Instagram and whatever? It is, yeah. Twitter and all the things. I keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Now this will probably go up in July. Cool. When, what should people know about in July? About uh, in, Kyle Shire. In July, um, I, we, uh, I, I have a show called Cobra Juice at the Steve Allen Theater. Yep. And the Steve Allen Theater is sadly closing down, uh, this summer. Really? Uh, yeah, cause of condos. Um, oh, so right. yeah, we were Housing. having, yeah, sadness. Cause that's what people need more condos that no right. one can afford. It'd be nice if they were tiny houses that everyone could afford <laughs> and people could stack their children like cordwood, <laughs> uh, but they would be tiny and they would be their own space. Oh my God. I worked on house hunters for a hot minute and all that I, but I worked on specifically tiny house hunters. So it was like, oh, right. yeah, it's the, the death of me. I will be buried in a tiny house. Probably. <laughs> I've always wanted a tiny house. Quite honestly, do no, I not want to? No, no, you don't. All right. Are they too tiny? Mostly, I can't. St- I can't handle the uh, the the composting toilet. I can't handle that situation. Oh, is that what's in there? Yeah, because otherwise, like, well, can't you, you wire it for electricity and plumbing? You you can, but like, it would have to be like. Uh, I mean, unless you then have like a, a stationary house. house. Yeah, if if it's a stationary tiny house, then yes, you can. But if it's a mobile tiny house, like most people want, uh, then it would have you'd have to have like your own internal plumbing system, like an RV. Wait, uh, uh, there's mobile tiny houses, like, and they are RVs. That's exactly what well, that is. I mean, it's more like but trailers. But you pull it around well, with you. Yeah, you can pull it around with you. That's the, that's the pretty common one. But you also have people that, like, completely make over, like, school buses. And they make their whole house, like, just a friggin' school bus. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. I don't, no. Here's what I want. A tiny house with its own plumbing <laughs> and electricity and entrance that my mother-in-law would enjoy living in in her twilight years how about that i think that could work right that's just like a tiny as but they're prefab so they're easy to put up and they're like it might be five thousand dollars for the house and then another five grand to get it wired and something like that yeah or it's 20 grand because i'm wrong yeah uh so (laughs) and then i would have to find more five thousands than i think i think like fifty thousand i think is the good price for like Uh, for well, for like the really cool what modern ones, like that's like, but like if you think about like fifty thousand in terms of like a house, I right? Mean, that that is still pretty good. That's, that's like not a, bad. That's like a fancy car, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So could you hand me my water? Absolutely what the not. Heck? How dare Absolutely you. not. <laughs> I brought up two waters, then didn't deal. You want to talk about drag queens mm-hmm. and drag in general? Yes. And weirdly enough, we are above the Improv Lab, <laughs> and the next show at the Improv Lab is with a drag. Uh, queen or drag yes is queen the correct thing drag queen that All is, right. the, that is drag, the correct thing that's queen. what it's always been yes drag queen with a k and roz. a w roz is gonna go down and yes. perform for the masses down in the lab and uh <laughs> she's getting ready right here and it's super duper ironic weird, weird. Serendipity <laughs> i don't know if it's ironic but you, serendipitous right because you love drag i do yeah i have seen some drag mm-hmm. uh but only really once and really? then i know people I know the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence up in I San love Francisco. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, uh, amazing. That's my, my husband's cousin Richard and his husband mm-hmm. are sisters. Oh, nice. Of okay. Perpetual Indulgence, and so the last thing I heard about them was Easter eggs. They they do an <laughs> Easter egg hunt for little kids up in San Francisco. Well, they 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 do vary from uh, having Easter egg hunts with little kids. But the last time I saw the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, I was at a show at Precinct. Um, do you know, uh, Moses, uh, I can't remember his name. I can't pronounce Kasha? it. No, Kasha? Moses, uh, Kasha, is that his no, last name? Moshe Kasher. No, it's not Moshe Kasher. Idea. It's Moses Kaj, 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 I can't remember, I can't pronounce okay, his last name. But, uh, close enough, um, I say. Yeah. <laughs> He'll email us, Jackie at Jackie He has a great show at Precinct called That's So Wrong. Okay. Uh, and they had, um, uh, they had like all of the, um, like, international like leather men that's like a beauty pageant but like for leather daddies or whatever and they had all the southern california leather daddies up there and they had the sisters of perpetual indulgence uh performing communion which was uh donuts (laughs) but you had the choice of eating the donut with your mouth or Or with eating it off (laughs) eating it uh well putting it up your butt basically putting it up your butt yeah on stage i would have put a penis on an i would have put a donut on an erect penis and had someone eat it off of that sounds like a party that That, i want to go to that's a donut party (laughs) that sounds like a fun 
donut party. <laughs> a donut party. Uh, and I want everyone to know each other and it to be super consensual. <laughs> oh, but <God. laughs> And I don't know what to do about the... I want everyone to be super clean, too, if you're eating food off of others. Oh, completely. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But other than that, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. A donut party. If, I, I think food and sex can definitely cohabitate, <laughs> but there definitely needs to be a level of hygiene. <laughs> right, right. Is that... Does that get an A? <laughs> I want there to be, like, some sort of... Someone to look into it. I'm sorry. This is a B tonight. This is a B, which uh, is how uh, restaurants are judged in Los Angeles, yes. for those of you not into Is that on the Los Angeles thing? I don't think it is. I think it's a lot of places, but I don't think it's everywhere. So yeah. I thought I'd let people in on it. I'm always shocked by places that have A's. You know, because like sometimes you look around, and you're like, "How Where is this do you a-? live?" Well, I well oh. I live in I live in uh, uh, like Toluca Lake, North Hollywood, or whatever. But one of yeah. my favorite places, Norms. Have you ever been to Norms on Magnolia? Why are you going to Norms on Magnolia? Because it's delicious. It's a nickel. Why would that have an A? I know now what you mean by <laughs> why it has an A. An a. <laughs> Norms on Magnolia should not have an A. But they totally do. They, <laughs> they have, have delicious breakfast burritos. <laughs> Interesting. They're doing yeah. good work with burritos. They are. <laughs> have you ever been on the Magnolia Grill with an E? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right oh, next. just east of Kuanga. That's where I get my, my beautiful cat uh, uh, groomed at the Euphoria Pet Salon right next door. Yes. yes. Uh, that's, a, that's not a bad uh, strip mall. But uh, the Magnolia Grill with an E is my favorite diner mm-hmm. for lunches. They do a great breakfast. I don't know what their breakfast burrito is like. Mm-hmm. Some people enjoy it. Uh, the other place I go to for, for breakfast is a place called Harvest Moon Kitchen. Harvest Moon Kitchen. Uh, also on, I believe, Magnolia near Witsit. Okay, okay. Witsit. And yeah. by the post office that looks like a uh, castle. Yes, okay. There I know that area. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then Nat's Early Bite is on Burbank at Hazeltine, too far from you. Uh, they are a great <laughs> breakfast place. And Jackie Gation has her finger east. on the pulse of uh, the Valley Breakfast. Keep going east. If you, keep going west, you guys. At, uh, you're at Sepulveda at Satakoy. There's a place called Mercados Buenos Aires, and it is an Argentinian breakfast place that is uh, current, my uh, new current favorite. What's Argentinian breakfast like? Well, it seems to be a ham and cheese grilled cheese with the crust cut off. What? With a fried egg on top of it. That sounds delicious, but not breakfasty. No, with the fried egg on top of it, Kyle. But that, but that's not. I mean, you can put a fried egg on anything; it doesn't make it breakfast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you it can does. put a that's fried a... egg on your penis, but that doesn't mean it's. Uh, bre- that's an excellent no. breakfast. That's an excellent. <laughs> who doesn't want that breakfast? That's a, as long as it's a day. It depends on the penis, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but... Entirely, it would have to be the penis that I'm. I'm currently in a monogamous relationship. It would be Andy's with. penis. That would be Andy's <laughs> penis. Uh, we'll talk to him. He's like, "Why would you want to put a hot egg on my penis? Please don't put a hot egg on my penis. I'd let it cool." I'd Cool. Not a fried egg. Yeah, not a cold fried, fried egg. egg. Sounds gross, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, maybe just get like I'm a, not wrong. a ring of scrambled eggs around the. <laughs> maybe a burrito. Yeah, a breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah. This turned into something else. I'm All sorry. Right. So drag. <laughs> so the drag. Old... When was the first time you saw drag? Uh, the first time that I saw drag was I was uh there was there were a lot of like um uh like high school age kids could come to these like functions or whatever um, you grow? uh Chicago okay and so uh this was in Evanston Illinois and the first time that I saw a drag queen like live in the flesh it was a party that was at um it was the the coming out ball actually the coming out ball October 19th 2004 i don't know why i remember the date but i do right um and uh and there was this big beautiful black drag queen up there and i made the stupidest ass out of myself ever because like people were, were so excited i was so excited and like people were tipping her because that's you know what you do when the drag yeah. queens are, are singing and dan- and dancing and whatnot lip syncing most of the, mostly but, right uh, but the clothes cost a lot of money they cost a lot of money and like the the wigs it's the thing. makeup it's, yeah. a, it's a whole thing um but anyway people were tipping her and whatnot and uh you know they were like she would like put the tips in her in her cleavage and stuff and like you know doing all these sorts of sexy stuff with the with the dollars and i made an ass out of myself by putting the dollar bill in my uh in my like pants pants and i was like hey 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 and she slapped me across the face and then took my money you are clearly brand new (laughs) yeah you're new (laughs) you're new and this is how this is the training process why you acting brand new you're done But the thing is, is you are, I mean, when you're brand new, you're brand new. It's true. It's hard to, it's hard to fight it in all situations. It, in, in gayness or in stand up, you're just going to make an ass out you're of gonna yourself. You're going to make a mistake out of yourself in showbiz and in plumbing. Yep. Uh, if you're a plumber and, and you're hanging out with other plumbers and everybody else's union, no, I have no idea. That analogy has to no, be finished but, by a plumber. 
<laughs> there's a lot of jobs that would probably suck to be amateur first you know like have that fuck yeah. up phase yeah yeah you i know? think can like you swear game... on here i can't sure, yeah, okay, cool. swear it up awesome. especially <laughs> after the set i just had please <laughs> let's swear <laughs> <laughs> but no like uh like tattoo artists terrifying absolutely terrifying because you know that there's a fuck up phase for tattoo artists oh god yes yes like that's whoa. why you know one of the things andy wants to get a new tattoo and mm-hmm. i'm i'm like well, you got to find a good tattoo artist because one of his tattoos is not very good and the other one is very nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's been 15 years since he's gotten either of those and 30 probably since the, I don't know when he got the, whatever, but, um, <laughs> but he wants to get the, the Princess Leia rebel rebel. Oh, you nice. know, the David Bowie Ziggy yeah. Stardust on Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. That'd and be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, but we got to find the right tattoo artist. Absolutely. And, a lifelike face or like a cartoony face. Um, it looked, it looked more cartoony. Okay. It looked a little more stylized. Okay, cool. Very Ziggy Stardust kind of. Nice, nice. But like a drawing of Ziggy Stardust. Okay, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Photo. yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yep. But anyway, back to drag. Back to drag, please. <laughs> Sorry. Please, no, no. I will drive this it's, car if it's the last thing I do. It's the best thing about the dork forest. That's your best choice, your best <laughs> chance, and making it about you. Please do. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, from the Midwest. I don't want to make it about me too much, you know. I don't want to be impolite. Oh, you can do it. Oh, dear. Um, but no, so that was the first time I ever encountered uh, a drag queen in the flesh. And, um, and yeah, I didn't really think that it was going to like – have that much of an impact on my life until a few years later when I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which probably sounds really dumb and basic, but um, I'll I'll say oh, sorry. It's so great that it's out there though, because it, it can is. be because it can be starter for for kids. Mm-hmm. You're and, just like, oh, that's what I want to do, or yeah. that's what I like to watch, or whatever. And 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 just the the overall message of it, like at the end of every episode, RuPaul says, "If you can't love yourself, how in the hell can you love somebody else?" Like every episode, she says that. Really? Yes. What channel is this on? This it was on Logo, and okay. now it's on VH1. Okay. Yeah. After nine seasons, they brought it to VH1. Okay. Yeah. It does. Does VH1 own Logo? Uh, I believe they're all owned by Viacom. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I don't watch anything, but, uh, <laughs> but I like the idea of, so what is RuPaul's Drag Race? Is that, what, what's the premise of the show? It is a little bit America's Next Top Model. It's a little bit Project Runway. Oh. Um, it's a little bit, uh, America's Got Talent. Um, all kind of rolled into one under the umbrella of drag. Okay. That's how I'll put it. And is there panel? Uh, there is there. Okay. Yeah. It's the, the panel started with Merle Ginsburg and Santino Rice, who was on uh project runway. And then I assume Santino pissed somebody off cause he's gone. Uh, <laughs> and Merle pissed somebody off cause she's gone. Uh, and now it's, um, Ross Matthews, Carson Cressley and Michelle Visage, who was on the RuPaul show in the nineties. Okay. Uh, and her and RuPaul have been best friends forever. A thousand. So, yeah. Generations. A thousand years. As, as long as RuPaul has been, you know, a fact on this earth. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So, oh, so is it, is it, is RuPaul's Drag Race sort of a, a rabbit hole of, of what it looks like to put it together and perform and be? Uh, as far as what, like top uh, model, America's Got Talent. Yeah, I mean, it it really is incredible because you know if you look at these shows, America's Got you know uh, America's Got Talent, Top Model, Project Runway, America, you know uh, American Idol. It, they all focus on one talent. You know, it's always like, how good of a designer are you? How good of a singer are you? How good of a makeup artist are you? If you right. do that Face Off show, yeah, yeah. Like, but this is a show where it's like you have to be good at everything because and a performer on top of it because you're do because it's it's a one man band. Yeah, it's a one man band completely. Is Drago all? Like for the most part, like stand up in the way that you you're doing all of the things yourself until you're huge. Completely, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Everything. Oh wow, that makes perfect sense. And and but there's but it's even uh more so than stand up because like one thing that I'm learning like that I sort of say that I'm learning that I learned when I started doing uh Cobra Juice because we love having drag queens on is that like it's there there's so much overhead to doing drag unlike with when you're a comedian you have like what gas you have That's, money <laughs> yeah like you i mean it is, it is the lowest tech job yeah in the world yeah you just show up and you're like give me a microphone i'll make people laugh right but like oh it, the mic doesn't work i guess i'll shout my jokes <laughs> but i'll still a, hold a microphone even though it doesn't work <laughs> into a harsh wind like, i don't have you ever has that ever happened to you before yeah yeah and you're like i still want to hold it because this is safe oh right right <laughs> like well, somehow like when you do late show when when you do late show they sometimes want you to use a lav and you're like, well, where do I put my hands? No, this, no yeah. It's weird, yeah. Your whole muscle memory is attached to... The mic yeah, sometimes, that's yeah. that's so weird. I don't like it. Um, but, uh, yeah. The, so, so yeah, so one-man band. One-man band. Or one-lady like, band. Yeah, one uh, sh- shilady band or whatever. Shilady band. Shilady. Uh, and, uh, it, I mean, makeup, hair, nails, 
costumes, like everything costs something. So it's like if you want to have a drag queen on your show, you have to pay them. Like oh, you must pay them. And it's right. and it's like minimum, like, you know, at least like two fifty if they're gonna do like a ten minute two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and honestly that's like and a that good seems deal. super fair. Honestly, that's like that's a really good deal. That's like, oh, she likes you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, she wants to do the show. Exactly. Yeah. Um so like it's it there there's definitely there's there's so much to it. And like coming at it from stand up where it's like, Oh, I'm just here, you know, it's it's yeah. kind of a mind fuck like that. Right, because you're like, well, where do I find that $250 as, yeah. a, as a producer? You're like, oh, do I want to invest my day job money into having drag queens? Kind of. I guess I yeah. do. Because <laughs> yeah. this is what I want for my show. And that's generally what's happened. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. It's a labor wow. of love. <laughs> so you've got to meet a bunch, though, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to work with them, uh, which is awesome. We've had um, from RuPaul's Drag Race, we've had uh, Mariah Paris Balenciaga. We've had uh, Anne Pandora Box. Um, and we've also had, um, who, people who haven't been on Drag Race, uh, but, but I think should be. Right. Um, uh, Vicky Vox, who was, um, she, she was, uh, part of DWV. They did that chow down on Chick-fil-A parody video that was viral a few years ago. Okay. Um, she's incredible. She's fucking hysterical. Um, who else? We have Anita Procedure, who hosts the Drag Queen. V- <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's super fucking First funny. of all, yeah. that name yes. is very Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. It's, but what's weird is that she's super fishy. Like, it fishy's like the terminology. Uh, there's a, there's a lingo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Explain the lingo. <laughs> there's so many lingos. Uh, so fishy is like, um, it, not all drag queens aspire to be fishy, but fishy is like, you could pass for a woman. Okay. Um, it's cause it's a. That feels flattering, by yes. the way. Uh, <laughs> gee, I wonder where that fish analogy comes from. I know, serving uh, tuna on a platter <laughs> over there. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, what are you going to do? I know. And, uh, so it's a love. I mean, it's it's a love. You know, they just love right. women that much. Right, right. They're just. I love the, and they don't want any. So, but there there are um, drag queens who enjoy being with women, right? Um, I mean, I, there are bisexual drag queens. I okay, assume. Okay, and, and but uh, but they are often gay. I think I think for the most part they're gay. I. I I'm pretty sure um Katya from season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race is bisexual, so I okay. don't think it's exclusive, but I do think that yeah, there's a rule, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but and and also, I mean, there are there there are bio queens, which is like um, a biological female, but I do kind of drag like um like Wendy Ho, for okay. example. Um, she does. She's kind of a bio queen, where like she's a, a heterosexual female, but she dresses and performs like a drag queen. Oh, interesting. Uh, and then obviously you have drag kings, which are like. Les- uh, lesbians that dress up as dudes and do like you know Elvis numbers and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only drag. Okay, so the drag queen show that I saw was amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw it was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, when I worked at the hot dog stand. Nice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence right there. <laughs> right. Put a condiment on that was the the joke that got a laugh every. And I've told that true story so many times. But hot dog stand in Provincetown. It was a, a foot long hot dog stand. Put, put a condiment on that, and uh, I want to yes. meet the sassy old queen that owns that hot dog stand. Uh, it was a. It was a. Oh dang it! I forgot. I've spaced his name. They just had a fire. It was right next to the surf club on McMillan Wharf. <laughs> anyway, you could drink all day. It was nice. It was a great Wonderful. job. As long as you were the. As long as you didn't work the window. If you worked the window, you couldn't start drinking until three. But uh, but if you if you worked the. If you work the grill, you could start drinking at 9 a.m. Good safety first, you know. Safety first. Well, image first. They were like, by 3 p.m., everybody's drunk, so it doesn't matter. You too can be drunk. I really but- want a hot dog prepared by a drunk 20-something-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, in Massachusetts, there's blue laws, so they don't serve alcohol till there, there's no liquor stores open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you have to save up booze and bring it. Uh, and then the, the bars don't open till noon. Okay. Anyway, uh, too much info about my drinking problems. <laughs> so, uh, but I saw it was an amazing drag show where um, a woman did, it was sort of like Victor Victoria, where she came out and half of her was uh, Marilyn Monroe. And the other half of her was Cher with a half and half wig business. That's nice. And the spinning. Yeah. So do you, do you ever see Victor Victoria? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was the man woman dancing thing that they would do. So it was a half mask Mm -hmm. of one and two in that as well. Mm -hmm. But this, the drag queen, it was, it was the craziest damn thing I ever saw in my life. I was like, Oh my God, what is this? What is this? This is amazing. (laughs) And, uh, it just, it made me love how much commitment. And how insular, you know, the whole, the whole world of 
it's had to be traditionally, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone was going to kill everyone. So we're <laughs> going to secretly make the most fabulous thing we can. Yeah. I mean, it, there's definitely a, a cloister element to the gay community that came about. Um, you know, when the gay community started, it was very, you know, we had to be very tight knit. We had to be very defensive, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, because of murder. Yeah. Cause of murder. Yeah. yeah go yeah, figure. Because of laws <laughs> and, uh, and, and legal. Yeah. Not yeah. okay. It was, uh, as far as I, the fact I that might, there was any yeah. of this mm-hmm. in, in, in countries and the fact that there is stuff still to this day in countries that where, where it's, where it's a, a, a treasonable offense or a murderable yeah. offense. It's, it's because it's, uh, to Capital. this day, it's, uh, the worst thing that a man can do is do anything like a woman. Right. Which is so flattering to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so flattering I, to men who yeah. want to celebrate that stuff and to women in general. Yeah. And I always feel like drag is cause there are, there are people out there that think that drag is inherently misogynist and I could not oh, disagree more. I mean, I do. I mean, gay men aren't perfect. There are lots of racist gay men. There are lots of misogynist gay men. But the drag queens that I know, yeah, there's such a reverence for women, and there's a reason why they gravitate towards people like Cher or Madonna or Bette Midler. And it's because those are like no nonsense, badass bitches that know who they are and celebrate their femininity and don't compromise their power for their femininity. And that's right. Yeah, right. They just they they're whoever they are, and if and if you are not interested in that as a gentleman uh they will go on to the next gentleman yeah goodbye All right goodbye yeah, yeah. Cher w- was married to freaking sonny bono yeah uh, you know that is not that isn't the butchest dude in the world she really had the pick of the litter but she's like no i want that one well and i'm sure she, i'm sure she went to one guy after another guy who yeah, was probably. like no you're too strong you're too this that's you're too true native american you're too armenian you're too something you're too tall you're too aggressive or whatever and i think queen latifah said it best and now queen latifah i think is bisexual now or a lesbian she's definitely in a relationship with a woman right yeah and but when she was in relationships with men i saw her on letterman one time and letterman asked her about men or something and she said you know i just i just need one yeah, it's uh, that all you need is one person to be a partner with. That's mm-hmm. the definition of the word partner. Yeah, and so Queen Latifah is another really strong woman who I think, uh, the just as a sweeping generalization, the gay community is like, yeah, yeah, yeah that lady, totally, yeah. yeah. Would she be your drag inspiration, Queen Latifah? Would she be? Yeah, uh, <laughs> she would be. Like, I would love to. Uh, Queen Latifah seems really cool. Yeah, I would she like does. to be Queen Latifah to, if I wasn't so happy being me. <laughs> If I could get Queen Latifah's, uh, whoever dresses Queen Latifah to be part of my team, I need a team, Kyle. Uh, how would you dress this? I don't know. I'm wearing know. my moccasins. Are those the uh, moccasins? These are the moccasins. Those are the moccasins. They, yeah. Oh my God. How comfy do they look? They look great. They look very comfy. Where's I love my them. bow and arrow? Huh? I don't know. Where are they? Where is it? It's in the car. It's in the car, anyway, just in case. Just in case I, I need to shoot a target with my target arrows. Anyway, so, uh, I have totally digressed off of drag, but, but we we're talking sort of the origin of it and yeah. stuff. Do you know uh, I, well, any of the, the old stories? Or? Uh, the old story, I mean, it all goes back to Shakespeare. Um, the term goes back to Shakespeare because um, drag was an acronym for dressed as a girl. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was sort of the, I don't know if that was the genesis of it, but that was uh, definitely where our comment, where our normal vernacular for it came from. Um, in Native American cultures, you know, they had the, um, the, I, I'm prob, this is probably completely wrong, uh, but, uh, Cochinas, I think that's what they were called. Um, and they were like, uh, they were like two spirit people. Um, and the Native Americans like revered gay people in terms of like, you know, they were kind of like, um, uh, community leaders. They were like spiritual people. Right. Um, and it was, because, and if they didn't, yeah. wouldn't that be nice if they did? Yeah. Because other <laughs> apocryphal stories we have about magical Native Americans yeah. is that they also revered the insane. Probably. So, yeah. They were just like, Hey, crazy person. No, and they, they and wouldn't they be were, the first culture to revere insane people. Right. You know? right. And they, were, and they didn't kick them out. They just sort of dealt with them. And yeah. And yeah so, and, and that I think is, is what we think of as revering now because we tend to throw them away. Anyway, that's so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> they so, treat treated them they treated them with respect right. therefore we were they revered them and right like, so no, it was probably way more casual than that yes and so if we are wrong about anything that we've said uh 
It's, it's a podcast. Please Get write me it. an angry tweet. I... Uh, right. Tweet, please, angry <laughs> yes. at Kyle Shire. Please. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I can be corrected. It's yeah. fine. I, and I can be corrected, too. I'm def- I am I love being wrong. Uh, <laughs> There's buildings full of things I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I think that was because, you know, they would always dress uh, the kachinas, the Native American kachinas. They would dress in these, like, elaborate costumes, and that was kind of like the, the ceremonial aspect of it and uh, my boyfriend had a really great observation a few years ago where he was like you know drag is kind of like a modern day kachina and that like there are these people that put on these shows which could be construed as like a ceremony and they're it in a way it's like when when someone puts on drag they ascend and become like this larger than life person where they can like you know rupaul talks about like how when she goes in drag she calls it the monster you know, okay. and it's like, uh, she says that like she realized her power, like she always felt more powerful in drag than when she was in, than when she was a man. Mm-hmm. And it's because like it brings, it, it's sort of like you give yourself permission to be powerful in a weird way. You know, um, okay. Yeah. Someone was just t- the previous episodes with Andy Erickson and she was saying that when she dresses in cosplay kind of stuff, she feels more at home mm-hmm. wearing a tutu and a unicorn t-shirt than she does just dressed as a regular person. She, she has all of her power. That. She has yeah. all of, and I was like, okay, my mocks will do that. And then my <laughs> moccasins will also reveal, uh, another part of me. Anyway. Yeah. When I dressed as Steven Universe for Halloween this past year, I definitely felt like I'm just, I, I didn't feel obviously more powerful because he's Steven Universe, but I felt, <laughs> I felt way more optimistic and like in tuned with myself, you know, and I was like, oh, Let's have an adventure! Yay! <laughs> I got to meet Steven. Really? Yeah, Rebecca Sugar did an episode of The Dork Forest, and I, it was her and her brother, Steven. Yeah. They were on the, um, they were on this nerd cruise that I did, and, uh, and she said, and I asked her what she did, and she said that she was the executive producer of Steven Universe, and she said, and this is my brother, Steven, and there was a small pause, <laughs> she was like, yes. Yeah. And then she was like, yes, you don't have to ask. Yes. And and he was super sweet and she was super, they're so nice. Have you seen any of the show? I have not. I have it in the queue and I haven't turned on the television. And it's weird that we talk about Steven Universe in terms of drag because Steven Universe is a show that plays with gender and femininity and power in a way that I've never seen done in a kid's cartoon before. Like never, but like they are doing some really sophisticated stuff with, in terms of like presenting how, you know, feminine body types and like, what's really cool is like, cause like the, the crystal gems are like these magical alien ladies, but like they're, they're, oh, wow. ba- they're basically all gendered as female. Right. Um, and they fuse, they have this thing called fusion where like, instead of falling in love where you're two people, they yeah. fuse together into one, per- into one being. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so it's, it's this weird kind of metaphor for relationships and like functional relationships, like functional fusions, like they're, they're really powerful. But if you're like an unbalanced, if you're an imbalanced fusion, functional relationships and like abuse and shit, wow. like, it's weird and sophisticated and crazy. And I'm like, Completely in love with it. So right. If and, but a Rebecca Sugar, if you ever hear this. Watch. Uh, right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well played. Yes. And, uh, it's very subversive to, to show that to kids. Like, yeah. that there's something I really admire about that. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I wonder how many seasons are there? Uh, there's like three, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe I'll buy DVDs for nobody has a DVD player. I was <laughs> going to give them to my sister and I was like, because, but they have all the things. They have Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. so they could watch it on that, right? Probably. I, I assume. I got my, I got my nieces and nephews DVDs of The Last Airbender. So, I mean, there's a, okay. yeah, I mean, so somebody you know, must have a DVD they have a, player. DVDs. Still. Yeah. They have a yeah, PlayStation or something, you yeah, know? It's all fine. Yeah. Okay. But um, back to drag. Back yeah. to drag. I'm driving this car, Jackie. Let's drive back to drag. <laughs> driving it back. What defines um, drag? What is it? What defines drag? It's, uh, it's, uh, a man. Dressing up in these crazy costumes for the purposes of uh, entertaining and, uh, I, in a broader sense, I think provoking. I think that there's a really cool provocative aspect of it and a very cool like punk aspect to it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, who was it? Um, uh, was it? Um, Henry Rollins was on RuPaul's podcast a few uh, months ago, and he talked about how like you know growing up in like the punk scene, you know, like in the Roxy and like, you know, the seventies and the eighties, they would go down the street, uh, to go to Astro Burger and they would always see like the, the drag Queens and like the, the femme boys like were like probably working the streets. Right. Uh, but he always said that like, he had such a high respect for them because they were in a way they, what they were doing was way more punk rock than what punk, what actual punks were doing. 
I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I was alive in, in, in those days and the punks always seemed like, I, I didn't know what they were doing, but if I, <laughs> if I would see, um, a man dressed as a woman, mm-hmm. which is by definition drag in my head. Yeah. In 1984, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, that's gutsy. Yeah, that's, right? I mean, and that's as far as I went with it because I didn't know. What, I mean, I was and it, a child. It's so weird that that's the case, you know, because it's – I've always said that, like, the root of all homophobia is misogyny. Like, I, I don't feel like you can be a homophobe without being a misogynist. You know, if you hate gay people, odds are you hate women. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's, the, that's the root of it. If you hate gay people because a gay man – a man can't do anything inherently feminine. Um, right. So that's that. That's what's so weird about it. It's, it's like the, it's, it is such a ta- to this day. Like there are people where it's just such a taboo to even like get fingered in the butt. You can't even men can't even get fingered in the butt, right. Jackie. It's like, uh, <laughs> Chad Daniels, who is a very uh, cis straight dude, mm-hmm. comic from Minneapolis, uh, does a great joke about getting fingered in the butt because <laughs> his wife came back. For, she was a she was a, a scientist. Mm-hmm. And a butt she, scientist. Uh, she was a butt scientist. Yeah. She came back from doing some some pro bono work, uh, <laughs> which sounds dirty already, down in South America. And he said, it's "You know, South America." Yeah, right? and she was like, well, "You know what? You don't want your wife to when then after she's been gone for a couple of months to have a couple of new sex moves." You're like, "Hey, what? Oh, was there a was, tutorial down there? There was clearly a tutorial. <laughs> what was going on down there? Right, but she did something that he was like." Oh, do that again. And it was a finger up the butt. And he oh, wow. was, and he said, you know, and then he goes to the audience. I saw him do this and he goes to the audience and he said, you know, like a third of you guys are like, uh, uh, or he's like half, half of the men in the audience are like, yeah, yeah, that's a good time. Uh, yeah. That's a nothing wrong with that. And then the third of you guys, there's some overlap. <laughs> he's like, are like, that's gay. And he said, you know what? Uh, I don't feel like, uh, it is. Uh, and, and he had some weird line that I was like, I don't even know where this line goes. Like if it's okay or not okay. Yeah. But it's Ch- Chad Daniels has so much heart that I don't care. Uh, <laughs> cause it, he said, you know, if, if a part of my body is inside a part of a woman's body, I don't ever feel gay. Whatever's mm. happening outside. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he said, so I don't care what you think it is. And, uh, and, and if I'm having a good time, uh, Whatever. I, I feel sad for straight guys sometimes because they can't enjoy anything feminine, it seems, without the fear of of something. Of something. Like yeah. that there must be it must be such a fearful life being a heterosexual man in a lot of ways. Right. Um, which is I so mean obviously weird. not as fearful as being a heterosexual woman, let's be honest. That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> every day is a fresh nightmare. Every day is a fresh every some every day is a fresh lecture series is what it seems to be. And I'm just like Let me tell you why you shouldn't be afraid, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why I refuse to live in fear, because uh if that's how I'm gonna live, that sounds like a terrible life. And yeah. if the last my last thought is oh shit, uh I will have lived a good life. Yeah. Uh, so what the hell? Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, it is, yeah, there's, there, there does seem to be more misogyny than I've ever known in my life. I mean, I've never really acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. I've always just sort of keep your head down, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. And then probably in the last eight years, just because of the revelatory nation, nature of racism yeah. with Obama, have I looked around and go, Oh, it turns out. I'm being judged relatively harshly as well. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> and then there's another part of me that's like, so just keep your head down. Because you just got to keep going anyway. Because what are you going to, I mean. I, I guess, but then there's, I mean, I don't know. There's this is part of me that just wants to punch back, you know? Right, right. Like, well, I, I want to, conf- I've been more confrontational about it in the last five years than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And to, to some people's chagrin, to some people's, uh, you know, they're like, you were never like this before. And I'm like. Yeah, I don't, I think it, it was an onion that was, I mean, I unlocked a level of <laughs> shitty behavior toward me, but also shitty behavior that I do toward other people. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I want to be to some extent, not really, but I mean, uh, maybe I saw my own bad behavior and I was like, well, am I a victim too? And then yeah. I saw some of that. So, I mean, it's a self-preservation thing in the end, but for uh, sure, for sure, just to try to, Make sure that I'm not the worst person. <laughs> I want to be a better person, but I'm also 
uh, that person's worse than me. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's admirable or not, but who cares? I think it's admirable that you always want to be progressing. That's right. That, that is that is, you definitely have a leg up on most people in this country. I would have to say. Well, <laughs> just well, trying to be better is its own reward to some extent, even Completely. though it's humiliating uh, to reveal a, a a new level of racism in my life or a new level of of something. Yeah, but I feel like as long as you're as long as you're open and honest about it, you know, and I mean, and like. You make something funny up out of it, I well, suppose. Well, please, like, for the love of God, like, let I, it be funny. <laughs> I had, I had, I, I talked about this on, uh, do you know Faith Choice? Yes. Uh, yeah, I did Faith I Choice's podcast. I love Faith pod- Choice. She's such a sweetheart. I love her. All right. Um, yeah, uh, I did, I did her podcast a few weeks ago and I told the story about how I, uh, I was really, okay, TLDR, I was super duper high one night with some of my friends. We were talking about Mothman, which is, I'm not scared of supernatural <laughs> things, but that's the one thing that scares the, the piss out of me is the Mothman. I don't know why. Specifically the Mothman prophecies. We were talking about the Mothman prophecies. We were walking back to my car, Ralph's parking lot, super empty, misty night. We're talking about the Mothman sitting in the car. And as we're, as I'm talking, a homeless man walked up to the window and was standing over me. And I didn't notice until I turned around and I screamed bloody murder, <laughs> looked at my friends and and then drove off really fast. Oh my god! And guess guess the guy's race. <laughs> uh, white guy. It, it was a white guy. No, it was yeah. not a white guy. It was an no. old black man. <laughs> it was an old black and man. I will feel horrible about it to this day life. for the rest of my life. But you don't feel bad about driving while stoned out of your goddamn mind. I, anyway. Listen to me. Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you something. All right. Gratification over here. <laughs> It's like piping up about the state. First of all, it was the Ralphs on Vineland and uh, Vineland oh, and Magnolia, right around from where I live. Dirt bag that is a dirt bag. Nate Ralphs. <laughs> it's a grocery store, you guys. And I used to live right down Vineland, off of uh, off of Vineland. Yeah, just south of Moore Park. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At, across from this adult uh, education school, mm-hmm. and. Um, the whole neighborhood, I'm sure, has become gentrified within an inch of its life. But when yes. I lived there, it was Dirtbag Central. And now, now, and, but up there, it's no ho now. You yeah. got the Republic of Pie. I love the anyway, Republic of Pie. So, it still is the Dirtbag Ralphs, though. You got the Rock and Roll Ralphs, and then you got the Dirtbag Ralphs. <laughs> right. There's, there's still trouble yeah, at that Ralphs trouble. for some reason. But no, anyway, I, 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 there's complete... an El Pollo Loco, though, which is one There crazy is an El Pollo chicken. Loco. Yeah. Anyway. So no. I don't, I don't, if you like salt, and I do, <laughs> and you like chicken, and I do, with those two things together, we're El Pollo Loco. Hey, okay. I really want to open up a chicken joint, but I have all of this salt and all of this chicken. <laughs> what am I going to do? That's the the genesis know. of El Pollo Loco. Oh, uh, back to drag. But back to drag. Um, no. <laughs> every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes. But no, uh, I can loop it around to what we were just talking about, though, about how um, uh, you know you, you are constantly trying to self-improve and um, – realizing blind spots because you know everyone's got mm-hmm. a blind spot and mm-hmm. like one thing that drag really helped me come to terms with inter- and and specifically RuPaul's Drag Race it, it helped me come to terms with my own internalized homophobia which was really therapeutic in a lot of ways because uh like when I started watching Drag Race it was kind of a novelty yeah um and I think it, it, in a novelty because it was you were like look at these pe- folk yeah look at these people like you know it was a it was a reality show and I was right. like oh like this you know can't be stupid cheesy reality show but um I had a lot of internalized homophobia growing up um and in case you guys at home don't know about internalized homophobia it's just classic homophobia but it's just it's directed inward and it's the idea of like. And you know, you're gay. Yeah, and I'm gay. So yeah. it's like you, you have this idea of like, well, I'm gay, but I don't want to be that gay. Like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be throwing it in people's faces. Kinda you know? Gay. Yeah, I don't want to be doing that. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to, like, and I would. Keeping uh, your head down. Yeah, That's exactly. And, uh, slut shaming. Like, I would yeah. be like, all oh, those gay guys, all they want to do is fucking have sex and do drugs and stuff. And, you know, I was, it was very, I was coming from a very negative place. Yeah. And there was something about drag race that really did help me go like, Oh no, like I can embrace my feminine side and it doesn't, it doesn't screw with me at all. And like, you know, the the people listening at home, you know, like I'm a giant, hairy, uh, right. You're an enormous man. man. I'm an enormous man. So if I do anything inherently feminine, it does look weird. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, But I'm. But you could do whatever you damn well please. Exactly. And, and it sort of unlocked that for you. It sort of. It really did. Let it be okay. Yeah. And uh, you know. That's neat. It did it, and and that was uh. Have you I, ever wanted to drag? I I did. <laughs> Do you know uh, Mikey Mikey Scott and Teddy Margus? Nope. 
they have a show at Fubar. Um, okay. And uh, they had a show last year. It was a, a, com- a comedy as a drag or whatever. And like all the comics would come in drag. And so I, I came dressed as uh, Jane Miller. Because this was right when the Donald Trump tape of himself uh, impersonating his own, uh, he was impersonating his own publicist. Okay. Remember that? And Jane Miller was his and, publicist? Well, he, he said his name was John Miller. Okay. So I went as Jane Miller, uh. as Donald Trump impersonating a woman, <laughs> talking about how my, how women love Donald Trump. Uh. It was the Mrs. Doubtfire situation. <laughs> I was more like, mostly because I could totally imagine Donald Trump getting himself into a Tootsie like situation by or the a, end of or, his term. Donald Trump likes or Do- Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Yeah, like, where that's how he's going to visit Baron. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to break out of prison and become Baron's nanny, <laughs> so that he can turn him into a creep somehow. Uh, if, oh my god, uh, weird. <laughs> if Mrs. Doubtfire was somehow. More horrifying, like, in, I don't conceptually. Know. <laughs> this is a pretty horrifying movie when you think about it. Oh, it really is. Yeah. It's all kinds of uh, broken dreams. Yeah, all kinds of uh, consent, con- consent business. Yeah, like those kids need therapy. Like, right? You want to replace the walkie-talkies in ET? Why don't you fix? <laughs> you <wanna laughs> replace the guns in ET? Fix Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it's and it's not that he's dressing up as a woman. It's that he's definitely breaking the law and like right. lying to his kids. Kids and his like, kids and his ex-wife. How and his... They, like those kids are gonna grow up and be like, "Hey, yeah, remember that time Dad dressed as nan- as our nanny for several months?" And <laughs> right, and that's how he got back together with mom. And you're like, "Yeah, it's like an episode of Steven Universe, is what it kind of sounds like." <laughs> when <laughs> but Steven we're, Universe but with re- less consent. Yeah, and... <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> he's just lying to everybody. Yes, and then he attempts to kill Pierce Brosnan. Right, which is a crime. It how is dare a crime. You? I saw Mamma Mia. Yeah. Uh, do you know what was also a crime? Pierce Brosnan singing. Uh, it was <laughs> just like, stick to being handsome. Just, you were very dreamy. Yes, just do Thomas Crown Affair. That's all that I want is Thomas oh, Crown Affair. Remington Steel was my was oh, my Remington jam. Remington Steel was good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I thought he was very handsome. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a definitely have a daddy thing. My first, uh, my first crush was definitely. Uh, well, I had several. It's Han Solo. Um, sure. Uh, uh, Riker, Commander Riker. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know who I liked? Uh, the Native American guy in uh, Voyager. Oh, oh, what uh, is his name? Uh, Janeway, and then whatever his name was. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm t- I'm picturing his head yelling. right now. You'd, people yeah, are yelling, but I can't handsome. remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for some, I, my for, my first thought was Tuvok, and I'm like, that's not Tuvok, Kyle. No, no, that was that was that the was Vulcan. the Black Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was very handsome too. He was very but, handsome uh, in a different style of yes. gentleman. Because he was a Vulcan, he had to be very put together. Yes. Yeah. There was a buzz. There's a buzz. It's coming from beneath us at the at the from... improv. I'm here with Kyle Shire, by the way. It's at Kyle Shire. <laughs> it's at Kyle Shire. It's, it's, so, um, but uh, so uh, yeah, mine was um, uh, Racer X, mm-hmm. and then I liked the adolescent Bam Bam. Okay, okay. Uh, those were my two animated crushes as when I was a child. Oh, animated crushes, Gaston. I'm Gaston. sorry. I'm very sorry. That I, is that. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh He's... my god, I worry for your. I know your mental health. <laughs> Gaston. Not that he isn't handsome, but good lord. Very handsome. He's very it was when he ripped Do you think he could his... be fixed? <laughs> what about Mulan's boyfriend? That's always he's handsome too. He's right. but definitely had a fixer problem. <laughs> I can fix him. He just doesn't get loved right. <laughs> he just needs my love and my penis. That's all he needs. Right, if if only. It was uh I did like those uh Rock Hudson Doris Day uh and they oh, those yeah. were chock full of lies. Oh it was uh I was watching, um, not not bringing a baby, but um, which is Cary Grant, mm-hmm. uh, but Pillow Talk, yeah. which I own, and Andy Ashcraft was watching it with me, with me, going, "This guy's horrible. This is not okay." And I was like, "That's because you're an adult man. Who knows the <laughs> difference between right and wrong?" Uh, I was a 12 year old girl watching this, falling in love with Rock Hudson, <laughs> <laughs> who was in a lavender marriage. Exactly. He yes. was a, there was a beard. Yes, and uh, I, I. I... You know, me and my best friend, we, uh, who's a who's a lesbian, uh, we came out around the same time when we were kids. And we always talked about uh, how we think if we if we knew each other in the fifties, I think we think we would have been fine because we would have been in a lavender marriage and we oh, would nice. have had a good thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Did you come out before you were eighteen? I came out when I was sixteen. Wow. Yeah. And everybody pretty cool about it, or? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, the uh, you know everyone has a bully growing yeah. up. 
Um, well, I should say, I should start with my family. My family, for the most part, was pretty cool about it. Uh, my mom could not have been a better mom. Very supportive. Um, That's you know, cool. obviously she wasn't expecting it. Right. <laughs> obviously she didn't ask for it. But, right. you know, within a few months of me being out, she had a little, uh, she's an ER nurse and she had a little, um, uh, uh, a rainbow pride button on her lanyard within Aww. months of, of me being yeah. out. So like, she was like t- telling people at work, yeah, I got a gay son. What up? Like, you know, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. My sisters, not so much, but you know, were they grumpy? They were grumpy. They were, and how they are they were, better now? Uh, I know for a fact that one is, I don't know about okay. the other. Fair um, enough. My oldest brother and my sister do not speak. Oh God. So, but, uh, that's a win on her part. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Are but you the uh, medium between the two. Yes, yeah. I am the hub between all. Yeah, between all members of my family. And uh, <laughs> but my, uh, here's uh, my brother Terry mm-hmm. uh, called me from the fourth row of mm-hmm. Maria Bamford's show. I had just finished. Uh, he answered the phone. I called him. I, I was. I did not assume he would be at the show. Yeah. Uh, and he answered, he said, "Hey, I'm in the fourth row watching your friend." And I said, <laughs> "And answering the phone." Yeah. Uh, I meet you in the foyer and I was like, you do not, this is your first time in public. You're a grown up man. Anyway. So, uh, that's Terrible. reason enough to be furious. With yes. Absolutely. Anyway. So, yeah. but, um, bully. but, uh, but yeah, bully, um, you know, everyone has like a bully, like a noteworthy bully. Um, my, you know, and obviously I, I was victimized. I don't want to say victimized, but like I was picked on a lot by like the jocks and stuff, you know, yeah. cause I was a, I was, I was an easy target. I was big. I was, uh, fat and effeminate and I, I wasn't in any of the smart classes. And, you know, I was, there were, there were a lot of things. There was a lot of material to go off of. <laughs> I liked, I liked to put sun in, in my hair. I had weird red hair for a good portion of my <laughs> life. It was, it was a, <laughs> there's no justifying, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, were, you had drawn a target upon yourself. I was, um, and, but, uh, but you were also just a, a, a boy. I was a little, I was just, you were a, just a, a, a little yeah, person, a little, yeah. Uh, but uh my my the worst bully that I had growing up ironically was the other out gay guy at my high school. Um yeah, he had come out like a year before I did. And when I huh. came out, it was literally like I'm the only gay in the village syndrome. Oh, British. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little Britain. Little yeah, Britain. that's literally what it was. Uh and he would he he would do a lot of messed up things. It was basically like cyberbullying, like yeah. he spread around this rumor that I like um uh, uh, drugged my boyfriend that I was dating at the time and took him over state lines to like do stuff with him and like all this what? really weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he, he was also an yeah. idiot high school. Yeah, child. basically. And yeah. he he was like the pet gay of like the popular girls, basically. Uh, uh, and I was like the weird fat like Not theater kid. Gay. <laughs> yeah, more solo, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely more solo. Like I just want to like read my comics and like you know do Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. all I wanted. <laughs> I just want to sit around and think I'm I'm at the Xavier Institute. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Right. That's why it was created. Literally. For me. Literally. I just so. want to feel like what makes me different also makes me powerful. <laughs> yes. Which is back to drag. Yes. Yeah. Back to drag. That is so what makes them powerful. What's your current yeah. favorite drags? What's happening? The current favorite drags. Um, in the world. In the world. Um, as far as um, drag queens that haven't been on RuPaul's Drag Race that you that are not like um is there a uh, circuit do they work the road oh oh god yeah like oh. what's what's great about um drag race is like as far as like getting on the show like even if you're only on the show for like one episode if you're eliminated right away like you still get so many bookings oh wow and and you're set you're 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 pretty there's much work. set there's, there's work. at least a year's worth if of work you, out of that if you go on that show and you don't be and you're not a fucking horrible monster yeah. <laughs> which is not hard right you can you can get really good work afterwards huh. um which is great and even and consistently you know like there are queens that went home you know first or second uh like seasons ago but they're still out there doing the circuit touring and whatnot and they're all friends and they all know each other and well that's great yeah it's, it's, sort of it's like good. wrestling it is yeah <laughs> and there's and there's like over a hundred of them now and like oh, wow. you know rupaul has like opened the door for all these really incredible artists out there and so they they go to different cities and they do cruise ships mm-hmm. and they do cruise ships i did um uh a cruise with bob the drag queen who won last season um uh last year in 2016 um and uh yeah i got to meet him and he was one of the funniest fucking people i've ever met in my entire life so the different like, acts that they do some are musical um, most of them do lip sync. That's, okay. that's pretty much the like bread and butter of, of drag is, is the lip sync. That okay. is the, his, like historically it's all about the lip sync and the, and the look and the vogue and the dancing. That's pretty much always what it's about. Okay. What are they singing um, and dancing? 
Um, uh, do they dress up like the singer that they're going to lip sync? Sometimes, but, but uh, they don't have to. They don't have to. Okay. Yeah, you do have like a female. You do have like the uh, celebrity impersonators. Yeah. And there are some queens that specialize in that, like Chad Michaels, who won All Star Drag Race All Stars, um, or uh, Charlie Hydes, who was on Drag Race this past season. Um, just very known for doing um celebrity impersonations. Uh, some like uh Chad Michaels, for example, got plastic surgery to look more like Cher. Wow. Yeah. That is a commitment. That is a big commitment. Yes. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, there are queens that do that, but you also have queens like Bob the Drag Queen or Bianca Del Rio who are, for the most part, comics. Okay. Like Bianca Del Rio. Have, do you know anything about Bianca Del Rio? No. Look up Bianca Del Rio. Okay. Oh, Bianca Del Rio. She'd be a great comic of the week. Oh, completely. Be yeah, like if you Sadie, can. <laughs> on Jackie and Laurie show. Yes. It'd be the Sadie Hawkins dance of, uh, of. <laughs> Switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Bianca Del Rio is. Super friggin' funny and completely irreverent. And, um, you, she did, um, she won season six, I want to say. Okay. Um, and, uh, she is completely off the wall. Like, I, I just, I, I love her personality. She's an insult comic. Um, okay. So that's, she, she has like this very, uh, she has a biting tongue. That's how I'll describe it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And a full head of red hair. In, yes. In, in one Are you of these looking shots. at her with her clown makeup? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. She's got a little bit of a mime thing going on. Oh yeah. And then yep, um, she's got the giant eyes. She's known for that. Right. And yeah. Eyelashes. She was. And... She has a Netflix show, a Netflix movie called um, Hurricane Bianca that came out a few months ago. Okay. Um. Yeah. She's super fucking funny. I I respect the hell out of her. But you found out in season six that like, you know, she's she she is like this, you know, really mean. Like, will completely go there, like, horrible, like, insult comic. But she also is, like, really fucking sweet and, like, you know, takes a lot of girls under her wing and, like, mentors girls and, like, okay. you know, it just also a sweet person, which is a really good combination. Right, right. So, yeah. sort of the Don Rickles, you know, was very charitable yeah. donation. She actually, and- she compares herself to Don Rickles. She says, I'm Don Rickles in a dress. Which is what... You would do if you were an insult comic and yeah. you wanted to be taken serious. <laughs> to call yourself then, Don Rickles in a dress. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to hope that someone thinks I'm more like Don Rickles and less like yeah. uh, just some hack. Basically. Uh, who's a dick. <laughs> so, um, well, that's fast. Okay, so yeah. there's there's musical. And then uh, what about, uh, is there more physical? Yes. I mean, there uh, there are queens dancing that are more. Ones? Yeah, they're more dancey. Um, for example, season six had Laganja Estranja. Or uh, Alyssa Edwards. Okay. Um, they're like da- the dancey queens are definitely more southern, believe okay. it or not. The, the, there's because there's um the term pageant queen, which is like because there's a pageant circuit, kind of like how there is like a oh. festival circuit for yeah. comics and whatnot, or um or comedy contests, you yeah. know. Um and uh that me- pageant queen means like there's some some queens that, that say that there's like a um a stigma attached to it because it means that you have to be very cookie cutter. Um. Oh, like and, strictly ballroom. Yeah, yeah, and, like uh, like very put together. You know, not. Um, there's not, more rules to it. Exactly. Okay. You know, you have to look like there. There's there has to be a certain amount of feminine illusion put in place. Whereas okay. you have queens like Sasha Velour, who's on this season, who like does all of her drag bald with like a unibrow and stuff like that. You okay. Know? Um, that necessarily wouldn't fly in pageants necessarily. Right. Um. But they are all about the dance. Like, they're all about, like, Alyssa Edwards and Raganja Sandra are probably the best dancers that I've ever been on RuPaul's Drag Race, in my opinion. Right. Uh, yeah, they're everything. And Alyssa Edwards is, if, uh, that's another queen that you should probably look up, because she is a gem. She is, like, the weirdest creature to ever, and I say creature in a loving way. Right. Like, she is just this weird, like, I, I can't even describe her. She's got this weird overbite, but she's also gorgeous, and she's like, I don't know. She does this weird tongue pop thing every now and then. And she has like this weird vernacular where she'd just be like, Oh my God, I can't even, I'm trying to like think to my head of the perfect Alyssa quote to sum her up, but I can't, <laughs> but definitely look up Alyssa Edwards. She's okay. terrible in season five, but then she comes back in all stars two, And she has completely had a come to Jesus moment and okay. like has embraced how weird she is. Okay. Yeah. And then just goes with it <laughs> and goes with it. And then everyone can just follow along. Exactly. And cause I think that's it. I mean, the suspension of disbelief, uh, is part of watching the show, right? Yeah. Cause you go in and you're like, what will this person 
What's she going to look like? What's yeah. she going to sing? What's she going to talk about? Is there a lot of sort of spoken word? Is there other stuff? Kind of like <laughs> well, believe it, poetry. They had, believe is it or there not, banter? they had a, well, yeah, but, they, they, but there are, um, uh, seasons where they have a stand up challenge. There are seasons where they have, um, you know, roast challenges. Um, a cooking challenge? They, they have not had a cooking challenge yet, but I, I'm definitely that it, world of wonder. Listen to this. <laughs> this is, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing Get wrong with that. Get on the chicken salt train. Yeah. I want to know what they're eating. Yes. Uh, but, uh, and then RuPaul has to taste test everything. Uh, <laughs> like Gordon Ramsay. But, uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, the, uh, where was I going with this? I can't remember. It was, uh, there were challenges and, uh. Oh, yeah, there were challenges. Oh, yeah. There was a challenge in All Stars 2. It was a talent show. And one of the contestants, Tatiana, did a spoken word routine. Okay. Yeah. And it was really good. It was all about, it was called The Same Parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was called The Same Parts, and it was all about a guy lusting after her, not realizing that she's really a man. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So it was funny and poignant and exactly. all the things. Yeah, it was really All funny. the things that you want out of poetry slam or spoken Completely. word and all that kind of thing. <laughs> so it could be anything. It that's- really can. It's a very protean. Yeah. That's a it, fancy word. That is. A, I was going to compare it to comic books. Uh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> comic books can be about anything. It's true. Stand-up comedy can be about anything. And uh, and so now drag race or dra- drag mm-hmm. can be about anything because it could be – I mean, if it's a bald guy with a unibrow dressed as a woman, then she is doing drag. Yeah. A and, beautiful bald man dressed as a woman in right. a weird way. Like if you look up Sasha Velour, it's just it, 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 Sasha Velour is insane. I can't believe how fucking awesome she is. I think she's going to be top three this and, year. And it's all body types too, right? All body types. Oh my God. One of my favorite drag queens of all time, Latrice Royale, who is at probably as tall as me and like 400 pounds and could not be the sweetest, coolest, most charismatic motherfucker on the face and of the planet. Beautiful and bringing it, just bringing it. Like, yeah. just has the best personality. Like, just I, I've never gotten a hug from Latrice Royale, but I have dreamt that I've gotten a hug from <laughs> Latrice Royale because I imagine that Latrice Royale gives the best hugs in the world. It sounds like a good hug moment. A good hug moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> attainable. So what? So if people wanted to get into it, they could go watch old episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. I think Drag Race. I mean, I, I have never done drag. I, right. well, I. Like I said, I, I did experiment doing Jade Miller and whatnot. Right. Uh, I do have a drag name picked out. If oh. I were to ever do it, it would be Fiona Fellhammer. <laughs> uh, referencing Gandalf's sword. Uh, right, right. I was, I was, I, I went to Asgard, but I was wrong. Yeah. So uh, I was yeah. going to say she puts the glam in glam ring. Oh so my that's, god, that's, that's awesome! <laughs> yes. Lord of the Rings. Yes, Lord of the Rings related drag. Well played. Uh, but yeah, I was going to either be that or uh, Titanica Twinksbane. Um, that would be my <laughs> other one. Uh, but I, I just, I feel like I don't, I, I love it, but I love watching it too much to like get into it seriously. You know what I mean? Right. I want it. I, I, I mean, I love stand up. Stand up is everything to me. And that's right. what I want to stay in. And drag is this other. Dra- right. You could you know, love. Yeah, it's not something – just because you love something doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. t- 10,000 hours, man. You have to put 10,000 hours in to be good at anything, and I do not that have asshole. the em- – <laughs> Saying that we have to all put 10,000 hours into things. <laughs> Screw you. Screw you. you. I'm going to be great right out of the package. Or I'm not going to ever be great, and it's going to be 100,000 hours, and I'm going to love every moment of it. So <laughs> it's whatever it will be, right? Yes. And so what – Um. yeah, so what? What? what else do you think is the – the um yeah but if people want to get into it there's probably open mics and stuff like that right yeah i mean they have um uh it, mickey's i think has a like a kind of a showcase i mean i think the internet uh, is full of ways it's full of ways and like as far as like makeup tutorials are concerned like youtube is a i've heard youtube is a really great resource for them um that makes and, sense yeah and like if you're in a small town or in a southern area they have drag houses um, which are, are private homes? Not, no, no, not uh, houses and kind of like Game of Thrones, more like. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, like like there, Harry Potter? No, no. There, there's like the House of Edwards, which is like in there's um literally like families, like drag families. Because okay. remember, a lot of these kids, you know, are their families have rejected them. Oh, oh right, and right. so they have drag mothers who are kind of like the mentors for the younger 
uh, okay. for the younger children. So, so a safe house. Yeah. It's a safe house. Some, I don't know. It, some, it might be a literal house some, yeah. sometimes, but uh, the metaphorical oh, house in terms a of metaphorical like, community. Yeah, like you have uh, like Roxy to. Andrews yeah. is a member of the House of Andrews, which are like kind of a a, a very voluptuous group of uh, a family of drag queens from uh, Florida, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, and then and there's you can, the, you can contact them if you need if yes. you're in that area <laughs> and you need support. Go find and the House also, of Edwards, right? And, and there's <laughs> or the House of the House of Andrews. So it's, there's of mentoring, and there's also uh, probably eventually stage time. Yes, they'll tell you how to get stage time and stuff. Yeah. But there's all, and so there's mentoring and stage time to be had. Think, but there's also some sort of community. Yeah, and which is great. If you're in Chicago, I think that Wendy Ho uh, has sort of a drag a drag school for girls out of some, the bio. Yeah, she is. Yeah, queen. the bio queen. She has some kind of like uh, I don't know if it's classes or something, but it does seem like some kind of a uh, mentorship that she does or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And are there? Oh, is there only RuPaul's Drag uh, Race for watching it on TV? I think I think RuPaul's Drag Race is the only show that does it. Um, right. Yeah. But you can you can look up drag shows in your local town yeah. if you want to go see drags. Uh, the, the best, I mean, I think if you're starting to get into drag, there's one movie that you absolutely must watch. Okay, uh, and it's a documentary called Paris Is Burning. Okay, have you ever heard of it? Uh, I've heard the uh, uh, I don't know <laughs> the words Paris Is Burning. It's like yeah. saying you know Jim Maxwell. Yes. I'm like probably probably I've met a Jim uh, Maxwell. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there's this amazing documentary called Paris, Paris Is, is Burning, Burning, and it's about the club kid drag scene uh, in New York in like the late '80s, early '90s. Okay. And what's really cool about it is like you know they talk about um, I, I told you about drag houses and stuff, yeah. and uh, you know they would have gangs sort of because. Uh, you know, a lot of these gay kids, their families would reject them. And so they'd be out on the street and they would make their own families. Yep. And so they would have gangs. And I'm saying that in quotation marks. Um, but they would settle their disputes with balls. They wouldn't have gay, they wouldn't have gunfights. They would have balls. Like they would <laughs> like settle. Dance parties? Yeah. Like they would, like, you know, Zoolander? The, like the yeah. closest thing in Zoom vernacular is like the, the, the walk off. Okay. And that is almost entirely lifted from ballroom drag culture. The idea of like, Category is, you know, uh, in, in Paris is Burning, it's like category is Butch Queen first time in drags at a ball. And so, like, that's the theme. Okay. So you have to come dressed like a Butch Queen first time in drags at a ball. Okay. And in, in Drag Race, they've kind of emulated that where, like, they have the runway challenge at the end of every episode. And it'd be like, category is uh, white party realness. And every queen has to come dressed in white, you okay. know? Uh, and, yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. Okay, That's how they settle disputes. Yeah. Yeah. How about books? You got any books for people that you like? Or? Drag books? I can't think of Not any. Not offhand. Not offhand. I would say coffee books. Uh, coffee yeah. books would be the way to go because of costumes. I assume RuPaul has books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Shire, it has been an hour. And, has uh, it? Yeah. I'm sweating through my shirt because. Uh, I... <laughs> well, uh, you get a free Dork Forest shirt if Yay! you need to swap. And, uh, uh, but this has been awesome, and thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank Everybody, you so much for having find me. Find Kyle Shire doing stand-up comedy, which he enjoys a great deal, and I enjoy watching. And it's uh, at Kyle Shire, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Yay. And uh, it's a Squarespace, Kyle Shire. <laughs> Kyle Shire dot Squarespace That's it. Com. <laughs> uh, and, um, and in other news, uh, you know the rules out there, Rangers. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?